2: two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call The The whole whole Enchilada. enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you?
0: Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Content not found. (laughs) Oh no, we got a 404 on Andy. We got a 404 on Andy. He's missing.
1: Quickly. Missing 404. (laughs) It's me, David (laughs) Pleasades. Pleasades Nuts. (laughs) Nuts.
0: Oh, <laughs> Andy, you look great with your burly little mustache and your... I
1: am packing heat. And, and you're packing I heat. I mean, my large dong and also my large gun. <laughs> well, you're going to need it, Andy, because today we're going exploring. Yeah, we're going... We're going... Penguin hunting. We're going deep down under. You know what I mean? <laughs> Australia, not, not good enough. enough for me. Not yeah. good enough for me. I got to go further. I got to go deep. We're going to the South Pole today. The South Pole... This is where uh, Upside Down Santa lives And (laughs) Uh oh I think I'm stealing Somebody else's bit We're stealing a bit But that's okay Because it's a bit That we love So don't forget I said that Uh, We're going to South Pole Where the number one Inhabitant is penguins Penguins Oh you can go down there You can watch The penguins fuck You can watch them fight You can watch them roost and hatch eggs you can and watch, dance you can watch them dance that documentary happy feet happy feet Um, march of the penguins is down there i didn't um, like that movie oh wow. i thought it was fake mr popper's penguins great documentary um the penguins from madagascar oh great documentaries andy uh these are all nature documentaries all narrated by david attenborough <laughs> and they are spectacular
0: we're talking antarctica bunk this is a great topic uh, it's got everything you could ever want in a topic gaping holes secret nazi bases uh secret ufo technology like uh, classic uh history channel dogfights between uh you know fighter pilots and nazis piloting alien spacecraft it's got the antichrist makes mm-hmm. an appearance a cameo appearance from the antichrist yeah uh good to have him back on the show the freemasons of course a staple amongst uh conspiracy cinema you've got um you've got Secret military operations Secret submarines. Military. submarines submarines um you've got Hungarians who live in Argentina, yeah, everybody loves Hungarians, Hungarians who live in Argentina, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is a great topic, and it comes to us from we a call them hungry tinas
1: <laughs>
0: this topic comes to us from a bunk funker, andy doesn't it
1: yeah, it does honestly, uh, bunk bunkunkers, this is one of my all-time favorite uh, episode suggestions that we've ever gotten. Uh, <laughs> this comes to us from Kellen D. Kellen D. Um, Kellen, thank you for sending in this topic. Um, and I'm going to quote Kellen's email here because I swear to you, this when I got this email, I, I laughed out loud. He LOL'd in real life. Lirled. This is a quote from Kellen. Please check out the huge gaping hole in Antarctica the Royals and Global Elites, parentheses, reptilians, are trying to cover up. That's I it. love that. That's it. Short, sweet, to the point, I just, gaping holes. There's something about describing it as a huge gaping hole.
0: I, the the specificity of how large the hole is just tickles me in a way that I... And we don't know what kind of emotion Kellen intended yeah, behind the scenes, Was only, it like, please check out the gaping hole, please? Or was it just, please check out the gaping hole in Antarctica?
1: Or was this more of an informational please check out the gaping hole in Antarctica. <laughs> the huge gaping hole in Antarctica.
0: Well, bunk bunkers, mind the gaping hole and... Uh, <laughs> mind the gape. Mind the gape and uh, you know what? If, if you can't wait to get all that... If you
1: go into a British sex
0: dungeon, that's <laughs> that's what you'll see. Mind the gape. <laughs> Maybe uh the British make an appearance in this as well. Yeah. Um a lot of countries do. This so, is a
1: real worldwide effort on Antarctica.
0: Uh thank you to Kellen again. Yes, if, Kellen, if, if sincerely. If you, great topic. If you can't wait to get all that gaping hole Ooh, icy so action, hot if you're yeah. hot to get cold, you, you wanna you
1: wanna cool your hot heart with some uh icy blast
0: from some icy glacial, hot? glacial winds. <laughs> yeah. If you want to put icy hot on your gaping hole, of course you can always check out the show notes. That is where the timestamp is located. It'll tell you when the research begins. Mm -hmm. It'll take you right to when it starts. We try our best. uh, But, uh, you know, first, of course, Andy and I, we gotta update you on the bunker. Yeah. Uh,
1: Our lives here in the bunker. Bunkfunkers, you know this by now. Me and Art live together in the bunker. Uh, We co-parent a non-traditional family.
0: Um, We do not have sex with each other. We don't, so stop um, telling us that we do, yeah. And but don't stop sending us photos of us having sex with each other. Yeah, don't stop sending us your fan-made cre-
1: creations, your drawings of us having sex with each other. Yeah. Um, or- We hang that stuff up all over the bunker because it's fucking cool. Or the two of us pleasuring Chuck Yeager. <laughs> <laughs> the two of us as women. Mm-hmm getting picked up by Chuck Yeager at Applebee's Chuck
0: Yeager and that badass snowman skeleton
1: Yeah, that's right
0: who drinks whatever Nestle or Brisk whatever the fuck he drinks some iced tea that's really cold Uh, perfect for Antarctica but uh um, as parents you know sometimes Andy it's it's important that we uh you know you know you gotta you know the kids the kids they're always asking they're always asking for stuff and you know it's like as daddies we're always like you know it's like no 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 and then you know no you can't no we're not going to get you a car
1: no we can't get a new toy at the store no there's no breakfast today or lunch you've got to learn some responsibility we're always telling them adult baby
0: david crosby and peon musk we're telling them you got to learn
1: responsibility
0: well they're saying things like can we get mcdonald's We're like no we have mcdonald's at home right and it's like yeah okay we do we do have a couple mcdonald's employees that we've captured and stuck in the bunker and we've kind of started to try and tell them to help make us mcdonald's food at home but it's not really working out because they're like afraid and scared and they like, want their families and they're like whatever but and, and we don't have the
1: supplies we're making them work inside one of these you know um play-doh mcdonald's they have to make us little they use the extruder to yeah. make us little play-doh fries and play-doh burgers and play-doh chicken nuggets. <laughs> And
0: uh I'm saying give me a play-doh chicken nuggets, you know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> give me a whole plate.
0: I mean, I like it because Play Doh is good. Play Doh's delicious. It's so salty. You can hundred percent eat it. Yeah, um, it's non-toxic. Um, and it's nutritious too. And the flavors match up with the colors. Yeah. So blue raspberry, cherry, yeah. green apple, grape, orange, <laughs> banana. Uh <laughs> um, but you know, they kept they've been turquoise. <laughs> it tastes just like turquoise. And uh they've been asking for a pet. Yeah. And we keep saying no, no. And it's like that classic uh mimei where it's you know it's 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 dad- daddy's Daddies, didn't want to get a daddy's dog. Daddies didn't want to get daddy's a dog. Daddies with the dog. Daddies with the dog. Yeah. That classic meme. And and it it's it's it's, it's an accurate mame. It's 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 real life meme's. So um, we did. We got a pet for the kids.
1: Yeah, we got a pet. Um, you know, we gave in finally to all the nagging and yep. begging, um, you know, and we went to, we don't believe in adopting. We no. only buy from pet stores. We go straight to very high-end boutique breeders. Right. Not necessarily pet breeders either. Um, So we went to, we went to this, um... <laughs> I guess I guess you would say it was sort of a mobile home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the outskirts of a swamp. Very exotic. Um, very exotic. Um, this is where animals can roam free. <laughs> There's no fences. It's free range. Um and we met um we met this this animal breeder. Yeah. Um and you know, his name is uh uh Jeffrey Dormer. And he uh, His philosophy is really just, you know, spray as many animal pheromones in the air as possible around right. his property. Right. And just see what happens. Just see what happens. And so a lot Which of- the, is such a cool philosophy. So, you know, it's like he's got a lot of different kinds of animals. Yeah. Like animals that would normally eat each other are having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. Like a tiger and a pig. Um, Tigers. Always hunting those pigs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they would eat. If they had more pigs available, they would. Um, you got lions and zebras. Lions and zebras. You know, you've seen, if you've never seen a zebra, bang a lion. You can see it at Jeffrey Dormer's, yeah, property. Um, um yeah. And so you know, a lot of it's just animal free love. It doesn't mm-hmm. result in offspring. You know, um, we
0: we we and we picked up. It's um, it might be an iguana, or um, or it's maybe a horse. Could we, I mean I don't know I mean, it's, it's hard to tell in some ways it's a dog yeah yeah in some
1: ways it's a dog um, it's got a cat tail yeah um, you know what we're not really sure what it is but we don't this, care this is the kind of stuff that happens at Jeffrey Dormer's. it's exotic it's little pieces of animals that have been yeah. stitched together it's almost like a Frankenstein's monster it's a chimera yeah a chimera and we brought it home in our Camaro <laughs> um, and of course we've given it a classic pet name that's right
3: Wallace Wallace
0: <laughs> and Wally is uh, you know he's 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 uh, I mean okay so you know it takes a little while for a pet to get accustomed to a new environment right right um you know Wally doesn't really pay play fetch Wally doesn't really like to be pet yeah uh Wally doesn't snuggle on the couch Wally doesn't purr Wally doesn't uh chase the mailman Doesn't exactly feel good to pet. Doesn't seem to enjoy being petted.
1: Wally really likes smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Wally. Yeah. Wally. Wally was probably is probably descended from a circus animal because like a bear that smoked cigarettes because first of all, Wally is enormous. Yeah. He's got huge beefy arms, huge beefy arms, a very robust, uh, you know, bipedal creature Mm -hmm. just like an iguana. It. Huge arms, um, and
0: you know, very little, very little fur, almost none, except for the top, right on the top. Um, there's some shaggy kind of gray fur. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mostly eats cheeseburgers. Yeah, uh, really
1: loves cheese. And you know, we set out food for Wally. Yeah, um, and Wally went,
0: which like, was a raw borrowed beef our rib.
1: borrowed our car and drove to a restaurant and bought a cheeseburger so like i mean clearly wally was trained very well by jeffrey dormer yeah um
0: jeffrey dormer great trainer
1: you know wally is housebroken he knows how to use the toilet and he wipes with toilet paper and he uses it a lot yeah he does (laughs) i mean you know i think he's drinking coffee too because he's got diarrhea real bad
0: cheeseburgers diarrhea (laughs) yeah we have uh, we have of course a big big box of entenmann's donuts you know, always on the bunker counter in the open face uh, kitchen toilet. And yeah. I swear to Christ, Andy, I thought it was you for weeks with Wally. Uh, but it turns out, I, I you know, I, I caught Wally sneaking them donuts in the middle of the night. Yeah. I thought it was you. I know. Sneaking my Entenmann's. No, no. Not Classic me. phrase. Lego my entomins. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Classic phrase. That's Let their- go of
0: my Entenmann's.
1: With friends like these, who needs Entenmann's? I wish I was an entomans guy, but unfortunately I'm not hostess all the way. Wow. I buy an industrial size bag of those little powdered donuts, powdered sugar donuts. And I use that as a pillow. The end (laughs) is open so I can just eat while I'm sleeping. That's true. Little powdered donuts.
0: (laughs) One year. One year for your birthday. I, I forgot I bought you a, uh industrial hostess like from the manufacturing plant of the Twinkies cream. Yeah, yeah. Just a giant fucking vat. Yeah, of one, cream. Yeah, one of
1: these hundred-gallon drums of Twinkie cream. I've never seen you happier. Yeah. I took off all my clothes, and I got inside of it. And then I just waited until it was empty. <laughs> I just opened my mouth. It's like... It was like this experience of... I mean, it's like if you just laid down somewhere and then just all of a sudden you someone
0: started having sex with you. Like, that's what it was like. Yeah, it's very orgasmic for you. Yeah, I did come in the cream. Uh, Wally doesn't get along with, you know, Peon, Not a huge fan of Wally. Adult baby David Crosby. I think he's still too young to really understand what Wally is or what Wally's doing. I mean, we have to work with adult baby David Crosby all the time on
1: sharing. He really doesn't like sharing his cigarettes with Wally. And while he's always asking to bum a smoke, yeah, you know, adult, I mean, it, baby, David Crosby's always going. Wah, wah, I just gave you a cigarette yesterday, man. Yeah, I don't have. I'm not made of money, man. Baby gibberish. I can it's barely just, understand what you're saying. It's it's one of these. You know, you have to really understand. You have to read Basically, into it. what baby David Crosby's trying to say is that I don't want to do this. I don't understand the concept of sharing.
0: I gave you a cigarette yesterday. Yeah, and you never repaid me back, right? And then Wally's always be like, oh, "I promise, just this one time." So, you know, it's like, "What's he saying?" Who knows? Very expressive eyes, though. You know, Very, classic. Yeah.
1: You can you can, you can you can tell that he doesn't he doesn't. You got to read the
0: cues with pets, right? So, and of course, Wally is not. I mean, he is using the toilet a lot, but he's also at the same time not housebroken. Yeah, yeah, he has shit all on the floor, but it, it seems it, like it's out of malice.
1: Yeah, you know, pets do this sometimes. He shits, he pukes, he pisses. You know, it's like I woke up in the night the other night and he was peeing in my mouth. (laughs) And I was lucky that I had powdered donuts in there because it was soaking up the urine. Oh, God. That was a weird swallow. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Can't let good powdered donuts go to waste. Um, (laughs) So it feels it feels malicious. Pets do this sometimes. You know, He's, he's just trying to get used to a new environment.
0: Well, you know, things were going okay with Wally, but, um, today, I don't know. He got really aggressive and it just, it seemed like he didn't want to put on the collar that we got for him. Mm Uh, and you know, the, which we didn't really know what to get, like how much of a collar. So we ended up getting a full leather gimp suit. Um, with, you know, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a like bright pink collar on it.
1: right? Um, with spikes on it and underneath the spikes, it says I'm a bad bitch (laughs)
0: Underneath the spikes. Barely read it. Very Barely tiny print. So many spikes. <laughs> but you you know, yeah. it's one of those custom touches that it it just shows that we, like I mean, we spent so much fucking money on that thing too. And he just would not get inside of it. He refused. He was really being a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he just, you know, you know, he just started um, you know, much like much like on iguana, he started ripping off some of his appendages. As a method of escaping, which is something that iguanas do. Yeah. Uh, a lot of animals can do this. You can you can look at videos of horses doing this. Elephants will detach their entire bodies and crawl away on their drunks. I've seen it. Um, Yeah, I've seen. that. I've too seen where- an eagle rip off its own wings and run away from a predator before. I yeah, mean, this is a true fact.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I think we've all seen these videos of watch a lot of nature documentaries of giraffes taking off their necks. And just putting their heads on their torsos so that they're not as visible. Right. And then they store their, they shove their necks up their butt. And so it's inside their body.
0: Um, And so he started taking off all his appendages and just said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sick. I don't know why I fucking went on long for so long with this. Mm -hmm. This is bullshit. It's me. It's Mr. Bunker. What the fuck? I got to keep heightening. I got to keep doing this at a higher and higher level. Um, It's ridiculous that it's coming to this I'm I keep really thinking that you're it. gonna get it
1: But you never get it no matter what
0: I do I mainly stuck around for the Donuts and the fact that I kept pissing In Andy's mouth Night after night he only noticed it one time But I would do it most nights Yeah, And we were like calm down
1: boy shh, 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 shh.
0: Do you want a treat? And we were like Wally no 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 Dad No no we did he was like smack- quick get your finger out of my fucking face stop yeah. it show me some fucking respect
1: i mean i've never heard an iguana bark like this but you know we did have to give his little tushy a smack with the newspaper
0: he did not like that no um and uh and so he ended up you know he's a very powerful animal um might be part alligator because he used his large muscular tail to uh push us here into the bunker and then lock the door yeah so we figure let him calm down, let him get the energy out, and uh we'll I guess we'll do
1: a podcast if we have to. Right. You know, it's it's the least we can do is do a podcast and let him cool off. Right. But hey, you know, hey, that's family life. That's family life. Breaking in a new pet's not easy. All you pet all you pet lovers out there, you pet owners out there, you know what it's like. You know what it's like. You've all been in these wally situations before. It's not just us. So we appreciate your empathy
0: yeah. and understanding. Well, we speaking of uh, uh of breaking in something new, we gotta break in a bunker alarm.
1: Yeah, we gotta we gotta the bunker alarm is going off because we gotta break in <laughs> a new patron. Yeah. Uh bunk funkers, we are very excited to share with you that we have a new Patron, a new patron. Uh, this patron's name is Jane Richards. Jane, Jane, Jane. Anyway, Jane, Jane. Thank, thank you. you for your support. <laughs> thank you for becoming a patron. Uh, you're a beloved bunk funk a proud patron, Jane. In your from honor, the UK from, from the uh, UK from the UK. Thank from you, the Jane. Cross the pun? Thank you, Um, uh, Jane. In your honor, as our newest patron, we are going to do something special for you. And for the honor of Mr. Kite. <laughs> for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, we are ah, gonna, whatever. We are going to ring the bunker alarm for you, Jane. Um, I'm going to fire up the old bunk tech bunker alarm 3000, yep. the most sophisticated piece of technology available on the earth. This is an honor. Uh, and it's going to play a perfectly synced alarm for you to celebrate your... Uh, your patronage, patronage, yeah, okay. So, we, how much we appreciate it? So, let me just turn this thing on here. Okie okay, dokie. Uh, <laughs> raccoon inside of it. <laughs> All right, there it goes. There's only one we're classic only, raccoon noise. Only well, that was hitting that side of the machine. There's only one raccoon in there. <laughs> uh, thank God it wasn't a family. <laughs> The babies are the hard ones to get because my mom gets so mad about it when you touch the babies. Oh my God. And I got those little claw teeth. Oh my God. Jane, we're going to find a perfect alarm for you. Let me just work the machine here. All
2: right.
0: Oh, okay. A little. It sounds like an espresso machine. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. A lot of pipes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of little pipes and doodads. It's like a a large Phantom of the Opera style organ with all the pipes.
1: I am wearing a mask on half of my face. (laughs) Uh,
0: We'll find that other half soon. God, I lost half my mask. Oh, this is
1: a good one. Oh, we found a good one. Here we go. All right, Jane. So this bunker alarm is for you. We're gonna do a classic Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time countdown to get us to the bunker alarm. Here we go in three, two, one. <gasps>
0: That's a fun one. That's good. That's a great one. That was worth all the searching.
1: (laughs) I think. Yeah. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jane. (laughs) Hey, Jane. You
0: listening still? Hey, Jane. Jane. Focus up here, okay? Jane, that bunker alarm was for you. Jane, that bunker alarm is for you. Thank you so much, Jane, for your patronage and support. We appreciate it so much. If you bunk funkers out there have the means to do so and you want to support the show and want to get a bunker alarm just like that, Plus, a lot more stuff. I mean, I'm talking two extra episodes a month, Andy. Two extra episodes every month. Yeah. A shout out of on social medias. Access to the Bunker Discord, which honestly, you can get that at any tier, and it's worth it because the Bunkfuckers on the Bunker Discord are by far, I mean, they are bar none quality people. Um, They are hilarious, and they are nice. And we got, I mean,
1: Bunkfuckers, if you're thinking about becoming a patron. Right. And the Discord is uh something that intrigues you. That's right. I just would like to point out that we're getting quite a collection of nicknames for the people in the Discord too. That's we've true. Jackhammer, Jack- we've got King Truck and Fuck. We have we are getting a lot of, of really good I'm nicknames. Sure, Jeremy
0: had one at one point. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> God knows fucking Justin, Ian, Natalie, you know. Look, there's a lot of things to like about the Discord. Yeah. And um um and of course you can also get monthly newsletters. So if you, if you want to do so, patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Uh, check it out if you want. If not, it's okay. We don't care. So uh, do whatever you want. Uh,
1: but we what, care. We're just not going to be mad about
0: it. No. I, we, what I'm saying is we appreciate the support regardless. We appreciate you listening, you listen even if you show. aren't a patron. Whatever you're doing right now, maybe you're doing laundry. Maybe you're cooking. Maybe you're working out. Hey, good for you! You Keep guys remember? Up. You remember these ads? You remember we used those to ads do? from the beginning that we used to do? Hey. Did you guys like those? We'll bring them back. Hey,
1: bunkfunkers. It's Andy. Whatever you're doing right now, whether you're burping a child, <laughs> culling your herd of sheep, coloring in a coloring book, mm. or teaching English as a second language courses at your local community college. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us.
0: That's true um although uh trying to teach people English off of this show might not be the best case because I struggle to pronounce things in my native language so um his anyway, native language Klingon, G-lingon, I love Star Trek and uh anyway, bugfuggers, <laughs> let's get to it this Ooh, is, we Google guy you love Star Trek <laughs> oh we Google um. Uh, this is a great topic. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, this is super fun. This is the dreams that conspiracy theories are made of. And it's got everything Sweet you can ever want. conspiracy dreams are made of this. Right, let's get to it, Andy. This is nice, icy cold. We got our parka jackets on. We're looking snugly. We're looking warm. We're looking fresh. Here it is. Antarctica here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast.
2: Ooh, it's so
0: chilly. <laughs> you guys remember that one, do Bring that one back. That was a fun one. I think it's still playing on a bunch of on a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Anyway. Alright, here's the episode. It's chilly. <laughs> today we present to you a whole enchilada fit for a hearty explorer. And it ain't hot. Oh, no, it's it's practically frozen. Because we're giving you the whole enchilada on plenty O Antarctica conspiracies. Oh, my favorite Bond girl, plenty o Antarctica conspiracies. <laughs> oh, oh, great one. Um, Antarctica might be a, a frozen continent, but uh, beneath its Thick with two C's icy covering our layers and layers of mystery. I mean, we're talking, Andy, UFOs, secret Nazi bases, hidden temples, and possibly the Antichrist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's jam packed. It's fun. But first, but first, before we before we get in, we got to do our due
1: diligence. We got to thaw this whole enchilada on Antarctica by presenting you some history behind it. So it brings me great joy, exceeding pleasure. Uh, To go and unfreeze the history hog from its cryo
0: chamber. We had to put the history hog in a cryo chamber. It hasn't been out in a while, but we're going to unfreeze it. So, Andy, without further ado, please release the hatch and okay. uh, let's unfreeze the history hog.
3: <laughs> whee, whee, whee!
1: <laughs> whee! Oh, boy. Here comes the
3: history hog. Hey. Wait a minute. Who's that?
2: It is I, Sir Pretty Chili. And I was frozen accidentally in the cryo chamber with the History Hog. But now
0: I am released. Sir Pretty Chili? What are you, some kind of stupid Batman villain knockoff? No! And if you're some kind of, like, ice-obsessed villain,
1: how'd you get fucking frozen in a cryo chamber? Wouldn't a cryo chamber be where you sleep or your lair or something?
2: Can, Can you guys just please you just freaking stop, please? I'm I'm really trying, okay? My best to make it as a supervillain. And I mean, your show has a menagerie of fun, lovable characters. And I think I could fit right in. Please. I I need this. Uh, Okay. I guess you can
1: stay. But hey, I mean, the Bunk Funkers don't just take to any weirdo who makes one-off appearances on the show, okay? Yeah, remember Barn Owl? Yeah, exactly. So you're really going to have to endear yourself to them, okay?
2: I promise. I'm very cool. Holy fuck. Art. This guy is good. Fuck. That was hilarious.
1: Anywho, Antarctica isn't just some giant frozen pile of shit. Which we know is what you were all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it contains the geographic south pole of our planet, which is freaking rad. We just love poles, baby. Hey, poles. I love the poles. Any of our listeners in Warsaw? What's up? <laughs> Krakov? <laughs> Yellow. Love the poles. Uh, <clears throat> it was also... Antarctica, not Poland, was the last region on Earth to be discovered, according to some. However, according to native New Zealand Maori oral history, a Maori captain and crew explored and discovered Antarctic waters in the early 7th century. But even before its discovery, belief in a vast continent in the far south, a Terra Australis, had prevailed since the times of Ptolemy in the 1st century CE Common Era. Australia was actually named after Terra Australis because of the misconception that no significant landmass could exist further south. (laughs) Boy, were those friggin' dummies wrong. (laughs) Friggin' idiots.
2: Uh,
1: European maps still included some kind of fabled mythical South Pole landmass until Captain James Cook's ship's HMS Resolution and Adventure crossed the Antarctic Circle on 17th of January, 1773. Cook came within about 120 kilometers, which is roughly 75 miles, of the Antarctic coast before retreating in the face of field ice. Uh, But him coming so close to the mythical South Pole land of ice and snow got people hot and horny to actually go find out if this place existed.
2: Don't get too hot for Antarctica, or the snow might
0: melt. Wow. God damn, that was a fucking banger. Please. this is perfect delivery. Holy oh, fuck. Good timing. Anyway, uh, now, uh, sometime later, ships captained by three men sighted Antarctica or its ice shelf in 1820. This was Fabian Gottlieb von Bellingshausen. <laughs> what a name. Man. That was Fabian name. Gottlieb von Bellinghausen. Fabian Gottlieb von Bellingshausen. Uh, a captain in the Imperial Russian Navy. You got Edward Bronsfield, a captain in the Royal Navy, and Nathaniel, Nathaniel Palmer, an American sealer. Um, this was huge. Uh, this mythical land of the ice and snow on the midnight zone on the hot springs. It was real. Terra Australis was real, Andy. The first documented landing on Antarctica was by the American sealer, John Davis, <laughs> apparently at Hughes Bay near cape charles in west antarctica on february 7th 1821 usa 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 but some historians dispute this claim and the first recorded confirmed landing at cape adair was in 1895 by the norwegian swedish whaling ship the antarctic uh ikea 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 now, here's something we can't dispute, though. U.S. Admiral Richard E. Byrd led several voyages to the uh, to Antarctica by plane in the 1930s and 40s for a host of reasons. Now, you might remember him from our episode on the Hollow Earth Theory, and we'll be talking about him in depth in just a little bit. But
2: now let's put this history section on ice and get to some factoids. Art, this guy is good
1: too good ah uh, i'm starting to, i'm just getting to get a little hot under the collar andy i'm steaming over here well like sir pretty chilly said here's some more antarctica facts it's home to several volcanoes two of which are active this might come as a surprise to some but we'll touch on it later uh, as well antarctica covers an area of 14.2 million square kilometers which is fi- roughly 5.5 million square miles This is about twice the size of Australia and larger than the United States of America and Mexico combined. It's a freaking desert. Technically speaking, as deserts are classified by rainfall, the average annual rainfall at the South Pole over the past 30 years was just over 10 millimeters or four tenths of an inch. Although there is more precipitation toward the coast, the average across the continent is low enough to classify Antarctica as a polar desert. There's more than 9,000 known species in Antarctica, but penguins are the main land animal species. There's a waterfall in Antarctica called the Blood Falls, where the water flows a crimson blood red. The water flowing from within the glacier was from a subglacial lake high in salt and oxidized iron. And when it came into contact with oxygen, the iron rusted, giving the water its striking red shade and its name, Blood Falls.
0: And this might just be one of the most metal places on Earth. Can't dispute that. Um, Antarctica is also the only continent on Earth with no native population. I mean, so you know when it was first discovered, them hungry imperialists were like,
2: Ooh, is this for me, please?
0: And everyone wanted a piece of that pie. Uh, But by, you know, 1959, there were seven individual claims with Argentina, Australia, Chile... France, New Zealand, Norway, and the United Kingdom, each drawing lines around their proposed territories. Interesting crew. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a fun little party. Yeah. Um, The map of Antarctica was carved up like a pie chart, and Australia's claim is the largest, with a 42% share of the entire continent, covering a whopping 6 million square kilometers. Not bad, you sick cunts. Not bad. A little bit of a Maybe a little bit too uh, New Zealand for you. Good job, you drongos. It's <laughs> a little better. Now, this frozen pizza pie led to some geopolitical issues, which we're getting to. But today, you know, Antarctica doesn't belong to anyone. There's no single country that owns Antarctica. Instead, Antarctica is governed by a group of nations in a unique international partnership. On December 1st, 1959, 12 nations Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Chile, France, Great Britain, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, the United States, and the USSR gathered in Washington to sign the historic Antarctic Treaty. It basically states, hey, no more claiming land here for yourself, no military actions going on here, only science and research and peace and love and fun. Obviously, many conspiracy theorists aren't buying that at all. They're giving them
2: the... Cold shoulder. Dude. Where is this guy getting this stuff? This is friggin' gold. Boy.
1: Oh my god. Hate to follow this guy's act. Cold shoulder? Give me a break. I would have never thought of that. Come on. Whew. Now, bunkfunkers. Treaties and metal as fuck, blood falls, and the movie Happy Feet are all well and good. You know, when you think about blood flowing from inside a glacier, you also think about happy feet. These are all well and good. But what's got conspiracy theorists in a tizzy? What's got their little undies in a bunch with Antarctica? Huh? Why do they distrust the mainstream narrative about the South Pole? Well, for one, there's the gaping holes. And uh, we're not talking about my competitive eating team, the gaping holes or your porn fetish. Or the way I prefer to order Swiss cheese. I'm talking about the gaping 30,000 square mile hole in the Antarctic ice. And this isn't the first gaping hole either. This particularly large one first appeared in 1974 and had eggheads baffled for a while as to why it reappeared. Even bigger holes had appeared before, but this bad boy was the first the eggheads got to study. A study from the University of Washington used machine learning to scan satellite images of the gaping hole, robotic drifters, and even seals with freaking camera sensors attached to their heads. Okay? Seals with freaking camera sensors. I love holes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, to help study why these gaping holes form when they form and how these gaping holes are referred to as, uh, Paulinia, a Russian word that roughly means hole in the ice. And they're typically formed near, uh, shore as wind pushes the ice around, but they also can appear far from the coast and be used by penguins and whales and seals and dope ass marine life to pop up and catch
0: some friggin' oxygen, my dude. Woo. Breathing is cool. (laughs) Now, eggheads believe the following, quote, analysis shows that when the surface ocean is especially salty, and maybe it just lost a video game. They didn't believe that. That's something I added. Anyway, back to the quote, as seen throughout 2016, uh, strong winter storms can set off an overturning circulation. Warmer, saltier water from the depths gets churned up to the surface where air chills it and makes it denser than the water below as the water sinks. And as that water sinks, relatively warmer deep water of about one degree Celsius or 34 Fahrenheit uh, replaces it, creating a feedback loop where ice can't form. End quote. So that's why they say these big fucking gaping holes are forming. But theorists These eggheads wouldn't know a gaping hole if it came up and hit him in the face. That's right. Now, here's the thing though, theorists might buy some of that egghead talk. They might say, okay, yeah, whatever. But gaping holes aren't just holes, they're entrances. To what, you ask? Well, how about the friggin' Hollow Earth? Mm-hmm. According to one Admiral Richard E. Byrd, there may be entrances to the Hollow Earth in Antarctica. Now, we covered Byrd in our Hollow Earth episode pretty extensively, and here's what we had to say. We're going to quote ourselves. Yeah. The ultimate
1: authorities on any topic.
0: It's a mystery. And then, according to alleged 1947 diary entry... Medal of Honor recipient Admiral Richard E. Byrd claimed to have actually visited the Hollow Earth. Now, to be fair, the authenticity of the diary entry is disputed. Byrd was a famous polar explorer who may have completed the first uh, first flight over the North Pole, which, again, is a fact that's also disputed. But according to the diary entries, Byrd's plane was guided into the Hollow Earth get this by flying saucers where he met a race of beings which live inside the earth he also saw a a mammoth you know a, a hairy prehistoric elephant uh, bird got to meet with someone called quote the master who told bird that the advanced race inside the earth was well disappointed in humanity using nuclear weapons and that a dark age would soon befall the surface dwelling humans bird took this information back to the US government And they told him to keep quiet about it. Typical U.S. government bullshit. Boy, we sounded good. Um, Now, Byrd commanded a military operation to Antarctica in 1946 called Operation High Jump. Operation High Jump's main objective was reportedly Mm non-combative. It was to set up a research base on Antarctica called Little America 4. Which is also the the name of my
1: parakeet. <laughs> little America 4. <laughs> Rest in peace, Little America's R. R. One, two, three. R. 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 Uh I wonder if they uh, watched that
0: show Little Bush
1: at Little America
0: 4. Little Bush! Probably not, considering he... Uh, I don't know how old he would have been in 1946. Yeah. Probably would have been a little baby. Or even not
1: alive. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the other goals of Operation High Jump were to train soldiers in frigid conditions, investigating further poten- potential base sites, extending the sovereignty of the United States to an extensive region of the continent, and surveying the electromagnetic, geological, hydrographical, and other scientifically important aspects of the physical environment. Operation High Jump included 4,700 men, 13 ships, and 33 aircraft. This was a big operation. Uh, Operation High Jump could have been a run-of-the-mill research experiment conducted by the U.S. military. But then Admiral Byrd went and said this in March 5th, 1947's Chilean El Mercurio newspaper. Quote, Admiral Byrd declared today that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defense measures against hostile regions. The admiral further stated that he did not want to frighten anyone unduly but that it was a bitter reality that in case of a new war, the continental United States would be attacked by flying objects which could fly from pole to pole
0: at incredible speeds. End quote. What are we getting at here, bunkfunkers? Well, if the gaping holes aren't entrances to the hollow earth, then, well, maybe they're entrances to the secret underground Nazi research base. Yeah, that's the next conclusion you can draw. Right, if you see a hole somewhere and there's nothing apparently in it, It probably has a secret Nazi base in it. Many believe that Operation High Jump was no fucking research mission, but a full-scale military operation to destroy the secret Nazi bases underneath Antarctica. Oh, and you better believe there's aliens. (laughs) The story goes like this. The Thule Society uh, and a German psychic named Maria Orsic had a telepathic communication with an extraterrestrial from Aldebaran. Uh, the aliens gave Orsic blueprints on how to build a flying saucer prototype. The Aldebarans were allies with the reptilians. And uh, as you may or may not know, you probably do. The reptilians are typically a evil race. Of They're aliens. the bad ones. They're the bad boys. And the reptilians then allied with the Nazis when Hitler rose to power. Hitler learned of Orsic's work and offered for her to join his regime in exchange for funding for this saucer technology. The reptilians also told Hitler about the extensive network of tunnels underneath Antarctica. Antarctica's volcanically heated ice caves actually have an internal comfortable temperature of 75 degrees and can sustain life. Pretty nice. In 1938, Hitler sent an expedition to find the tunnels on a ship called the Schwabenland. Now, when they landed, they named the era New Schwabia after their ship. Which is kind of friggin' boring and lame, am I right? You know, I would have named it something way cooler, like Artie Land. Coomtown would also be acceptable. Coomtown would be a badass name. Coomtown. All the Coomers can go to
1: Antarctica. Yeah. Coomtown in the volcanically heated ice caves. Coomin. Anywho, the Nazi expedition succeeded and found the tunnels. Throughout World War II, the Nazis sent funds and resources to build a massive base under the ice because, you know, they had so many extra resources during the war. Um the Nazis then built flying saucers here with advanced laser weaponry as well as other insane inventions called their Wunderwaffen or wonder weapons. Meanwhile, the reptilians collected on the deal. The Nazis built the saucers but also agreed to fight alongside the reptilians in their interstellar wars. So Hitler took his genocide into outer space. <laughs> I don't know. I'm
2: gonna fight a war on two fronts. No, no, no. Three, baby. <laughs> Mind fuel. <Führ. laughs> Let's go to space! <laughs> uh
1: and uh in a new in 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 the new Dark Fleet of Space Nazis. They're we, called the Dark Fleet. The Dark Fleet. The Space Nazis are the Dark Fleet. Right.
0: I remember them from Star Wars, <laughs> right? I was gonna say that's my favorite part of the chicken.
1: <laughs> the Dark Fleet. <laughs> Yeah, you know, hey, give me is, give me
0: a couple pieces of dark. You fleet. know,
1: if you go through a wormhole and you want to go buy running shoes, you have to go to Dark Fleet Feet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the new Dark Fleet of space Nazis began sending spacecraft to the moon and Mars during World War II. This is starting to sound like a story that kid tells on the playground.
0: Yeah. You can never kill this kid in a game of, like, uh, whatever. It's like, oh, no, you
1: missed me. I have an invisible shield. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. Oh, no, I was actually one inch tall. um, But now I'm back to normal size. Uh, I can shrink at will. Kid, Play with that kid. Anyway, when Admiral Byrd tried to take out the Nazis with Operation High Jump, the Nazi flying saucer fleet absolutely decimated them. It's like the old saying goes. Don't bring six forward-facing Browning 127 millimeter machine guns to an alien laser cannon fight. We've all heard it. My dad used to say it every day. That's how he woke me up, (laughs) shouting into my face.
0: (laughs) And I never forgot it. The Navy returned defeated and secretly reported the news, but Admiral Byrd secretly let it slip in that Chilean newspaper of the, quote, new enemy, meaning the fucking Nazi flying saucers that could fly from pole to pole. The Nazi Dark Fleet then continually flew over the U.S. after 1947, and President Truman issued an order to shoot down any UFOs which were Nazi Dark Fleet. And many secret airplane and Nazi UFO dogfights took place. In 1952, the Nazi Dark Fleet flew over Washington, D.C. in a threatening manner.
1: What, you've never been a part of a threatening flyover? They threw over them, they were flipping them off. <laughs> Fuck you, America. Kiss my Nazi ass. I'm putting my butt cheeks up against the window. Kiss my Nazi butt. Ooh. And, uh.
2: Um, President so-
0: Pooh Man. Hairy ass Pooh Man. More like President False Man. <laughs> pew, 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 pew.
1: I just fired my lasers over at your monument, but I did not hit it on purpose. I know what I'm doing.
0: Truman then enacted Operation Paperclip to work with the Nazis rather than against them. He says, oh, if I can't beat them, I might as well take them and make them part of my society.
1: Yeah, yeah might as well integrate them into my society
0: and use them to help further <laughs> yeah. my own prestige. Let's forget about their war crimes. And in 1955, when President Eisenhower took over, he didn't want to work with the Dark Fleet. He was like, fuck these guys. But then he succumbed to pressure from his National Security Council, and in exchange for blueprints to the Nazi flying saucer tech, agreed to aid the reptilians and the Nazi Dark Fleet in their intergalactic battles. Eisenhower, why <laughs> you
1: sold us out? <laughs>
0: now you we're bastard! fighting another fucking another endless war, another endless war in the in space against the Aldebarans. Everybody's enemies with the reptilians. <laughs> Eisenhower. God damn it. Now, the Dark Fleet is a whole other topic, but that's a solid little taste for you. A little, a little morsel to get yeah. your whistles wet. Appetizer. Uh, and that's one of the main mysteries of Antarctica, that, you know, there's some fucking secret Nazi alien tech going on in there. And this Nazi underground base is also said to be the legendary Hollow Earth city of Agartha, which is also sometimes referred to as Shambhala. We talked about it in our Hollow Earth episode. You can check it out. Mm-hmm. Now, some sources say that the Nazis at that, that base isn't agartha but they also they built a base there but then they also found the actual inner hollow earth in addition to their base and then you know in the network of tunnels and made deals with the inner earth beings in agartha and that the u.s and soviets knew of these entrances but couldn't best the fortified nazi strongholds protecting the entrances and they wanted to get to agartha themselves so little little bit of a diversion in there and it's you know some people say. Oh, it's just the, the Nazis are actually a but then some people say no, no, no. The Nazis are there, but they're working with Agartha. Right?
2: Duh. Yeah.
0: I mean, Nazi strongholds famously unbreachable. <laughs> yeah. You know, all through the war, that's dude, right. Was
1: never able to breach any of the Nazi strongholds. Never was.
0: Um, and that's why there was never a giant land invasion of uh of of a bunch of Nazi bunkers, no, fortified bunkers. Fortifications were never abandoned. Yeah, that people remember day after day. That has like a special name or something. Yeah. No. But,
1: boy, this is a wild topic. I could really use a cool drink. Hey, with or without
2: some ice?
1: Oh, man. Dude.
2: Seriously? How do you come up with this stuff? Seriously. Unreal.
1: We might have to freeze you back up because you might just take our jobs.
2: Um. So, anyway,
1: Um, so Nazis, so Nazis, um, Nazis working with aliens to build weapons of mass destruction for use in a galactic war, all in Antarctica. This is wild stuff. Now, in 2006, a Russian documentary alleged that a 1947 secret Soviet intelligence report commissioned by Joseph Stalin, the great red bastard himself, the big red rocket, revealed that intel secretly gained by the Soviets from their spies embedded in the U.S. showed the U.S. Navy had sent the military expedition to find and destroy a hidden Nazi base. On the way, they encountered a mysterious UFO force that attacked the military expedition, destroying several ships and a significant number of planes. Now, some say this is just a case of U.S. disinformation fed to a known Soviet mole. But the beliefs of the theories are frozen shut. The beliefs of the theorists, I should say, are frozen shut. This could be proof that the U.S. potentially battled an unknown UFO force en route to the supposed secret Nazi stronghold in Antarctica. Thus, could Antarctica actually be housing a secret UFO base or maybe even a crash landed
0: UFO ship? There's a lot of structures and bizarre shapes seen in Google Earth or satellite imagery of Antarctica's surface that many UFO fanatics say, Zylians! Alien, For example, there's a perfectly, a nearly perfectly square iceberg seen in Antarctica. It looks nearly man made, or some might say, extraterrestrial made. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a mound. A snow covered object that appears it, uh, it, it appears crash landed as you know, it's like it's on the ground and there's like this clear trail behind it where it, you know, giving the impression that it crashed. It's a crash landed UFO ship or a piece of, or it could be a piece of rock broken off a mountain after an avalanche. We don't know. It's, it's a thing in the ground. It's covered in snow and there's like a trail behind it that makes it look like it slid. Right. You know, like it crashed. Right. Um, Then there's craters in Antarctica. One crater is hidden under the permafrost and quite large. It is suspected to be the entrance to the Nazi base slash Agartha mentioned above. There are two other craters that very clearly look like some kind of uh, tunnel entrance. Many UFO theorists believe that these craters were formed by a UFO buried deep in the permafrost. One even claimed that he saw the UFO originally in Google Earth, but Google has since edited the images to remove it. I mean, hey, check it out for yourself, bunk bunkers. We'll list the coordinates in the show notes. But, he, he, you know, here are the craters. Punch these numbers into Google Earth and see. I did it myself. I also realized I do not know how to read coordinates. Andy, do you know how to read longitude and latitude coordinates? We have negative 66 degrees. I think this is 36, 36
1: hours and 12.58 minutes or it's 36 minutes and 12.58 seconds.
0: Minutes and seconds. All right. We're going to read this stupid style. We're going to read this, not stupid style, bunker style. You figure it out. We're also going to list this in the show notes. Negative 66 degrees, 36, one apostrophe, 12.58 quote mark, comma, plus 99 degrees. We're going to read them all. 43 apostrophe (laughs) i don't give a fuck i'm getting through this This is classic 12.72 quote mark okay that's one long bug bookers do you have your pens and papers get your fucking pens and papers out rewind keep rewinding write it down or look in the show notes i don't care here's the next one this is
1: like watching a cooking show like from the 80s when they're like i'm gonna put the recipe on so you can write it down because you know there was no internet yeah um. Okay. This
0: next one is negative sixty six degrees, thirty six. Uh, apostrophe twelve point eight quote mark. That was the same 12. one. As before. Twelve point five eight. Twelve point five eight quote mark, comma, plus ninety nine degrees. These are exactly the same. How are these both exactly the same? All right. Oh, whatever. it's a one. It's all the same. All right. Anyway, who knows? You got the first one. You're good enough.
2: Jesus Christ. If I ever met an alien, I would say... Ice to meet you. Dude. Dude! Okay?
1: Seriously? Who fucking sent you, man?
2: Uh, no, no one. I'm I, I just, sir, pretty chilly.
1: So you're some chill ice dude. Then why you bringing these fire-as-fuck jokes, then, my man? Huh? I mean... Who do you think you are coming on our show and bringing these incredible icy puns? I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm just trying to fit in.
0: Yeah, well, clearly you write jokes at a much higher caliber than either of us. So just, just, uh, uh, uh cool it. Fuck. He's too
2: good. Ah, oh, I'm getting steamed.
0: Don't say anything, Chili, okay? Don't respond to Andy saying he's getting steamed, okay? Don't follow that up with something. I can see those wheels turning. Stop it. Quit it. God. God.
1: Come on on my show and fucking be funnier than I've ever been ever about anything. You always make the headliners look good. Yeah. You realize you wouldn't have a cryo chamber if it wasn't for us? Chili. Chili Willie. Anyway, we have to keep delivering this whole enchilada on Antarctica, no matter what. That's the bunker promise and the bunker curse. Now, Antarctica might have gaping holes, secret Nazi bases, secret UFO bases, but what else? Well, some flat earthers would like to throw their hat in the ring, but like a flattened ring on the ground, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not a 3D ring. It's not a 3D
1: ring, it's just flat. The bulk of this take comes from some comments found on an Antarctica conspiracy thread on Reddit, so eh, take take with that what you will. This particular flat earther believes that Antarctica isn't even a continent, but an actual ice barrier, which no one is allowed to go past the lower parallel. Uh, Well, at least the, the general public is not. Why else would so many countries team up to agree that no one can own Antarctica? The real truth is that more countries lie past the Antarctica ice barrier. The Earth is either flat or much larger than what we are being told. Then they go on to talk about why the Earth is flat and mention that the uh, Satanic Freemasons have been shilling the
0: globe uh, concept for centuries. Hey, yeah, you know, speaking of Freemasons, they too have their hand in the Antarctica conspiracy pile. Boy,
2: who knew such a cold planet was such a hotbed for a conspiracy?
0: Oh my God, oh my God, Andy! He can switch it up. He isn't beholden to just ice puns. He can also do reverse ice puns involving hat and stuff like that. This is fucking incredible.
1: Dude, we're freaking doomed. We got to get rid of this guy
0: before the episode ends. I mean, insurmountable, but I hear you. I guess we got to come up with something, Andy. <sighs> this is getting dire. Anyway, now the bulk of this take comes from an old 4chan post from 2016 in which uh, the OP... Claims a, uh, you know, childhood friend he knew was a rich, elite Freemason. So take with that what you will. Basically, OP opens up with how the Freemasons control the flow of information. And they edited the Bible uh, and didn't release a chapter from Revelations, which explains that the Antichrist is frozen in Antarctica. The Freemasons, OP goes on, have been controlling the flow of information for for, forever. And uh, the first piece of media they ever altered and controlled was the Bible. They cut out this huge portion of Revelations, the last chapter in the Bible. The portion left out explained that the Antichrist is frozen in within Antarctica. It's not exactly sure if the Antichrist is like a person or a physical being or thing even. It, it, he even says it could be a virus spreading a disease. Uh, hmm. Okay, uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> Moving on from that one. Oh, no. Anyway, OP goes on to explain that this is why the government, NWO, the Masons, etc., are interested in continuing the research in Antarctica and why they have a sort of international partnership there. Because they want to find the fucking Antichrist, mm-hmm. who is allegedly inside the frozen underground temples under the thick layers of ice in Antarctica. He's hidden in a temple. The Antarctic Christ the antarctic christ (laughs) the temples are more like giant interconnected cities with ancient text fucking runes symbols on the walls vials of unidentified liquids there's living unidentified organisms all this fucking dope shit is booby trapped as well like indiana jones style like you have to play a game of fucking you get nathan drake from uncharted and go fucking explore this shit this place sounds like my bedroom (laughs) Bedroom's
1: fucked up. Runes, symbols on the walls, yeah. unidentified liquid, organisms,
0: <laughs> booby traps. So they've lost that. The Freemasons have lost hundreds of people exploring these vast underground cities, which I mean, they haven't even cataloged like a fraction of them. It's so vast. There's so many booby traps and they span the entire continent. And now they're actually starting to use robots to explore. But it's tough because the robots can't always get through the fucking booby traps. Right. OP then goes on to say that shows like Game of Thrones are actually developed by the Freemasons to prepare the quote-unquote normies for the upcoming ice apocalypse when the Antichrist is released. I I guess. I'm not exactly sure what the connection is to the Freemasons trying to prepare people for the upcoming ice apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the White Walkers, you know, from Game of Thrones and the Night King and stuff, you know, and everyone turning into zombies that's i guess what the antichrist would do but you know it it might not be the best representation for the antichrist cuz you know as we learned in season 8 all the build up and backstory didn't really fucking matter at all yeah. anyway and you know some character who has no connection to the ice king story will just swoop in out of nowhere through the darkness and stab him in the heart with fucking what was that shit called dragon ice dragon glass dragon glass doesn't fucking matter who cares about the dragon glass see the didn't matter
1: the Freemasons were trying to prepare us for the Antichrist, which was going to be a huge fucking letdown. In order to do that, they accidentally picked the anti-showrunners <laughs> to manage the whole thing, yeah. and
0: they fucked it up, Yeah. They as they are too. wont to do. Allegedly, Jesus is also buried next to the Antichrist, and possibly both are in liquid form. And so it's kind of like a, you got to like you know it's like a it's like a deal or no deal thing. Like you know maybe Howie Mandel's down mm-hmm. there, and he's got you pick one. Yeah, this is this is. This is the Princess Bride.
1: This is a classic. <laughs>
0: the Princess Bride.
1: One, you know. You mean Sophie's Choice? No, this is the Princess Bride. One's a Princess Bride. One glass of wine has poison. Oh, in it the other right, glass is. Right, has right, right, right. Except in this one, What's one, his glass, name, one glass is piss and one glass is lemonade. You have to pick the right
0: one. <laughs> That's right. One's Jesus in liquid form and one is the, the Antarctic Christ yeah. in, in liquid. Form. That's what maybe they mean by the body and blood of Christ. Maybe it's a yeah. liquid. So. We'll have to choose the right vial. Hopefully the Freemasons don't get to it first because they're going to pick the Antichrist. But maybe they'll choose Jesus. You don't know. You know, if you put the Antichrist in your car, your car won't freeze in the winter. Antichrist freeze. anti freeze Christ. And you can bring it to Antarctica. Yeah, drive your car to Antarctica. (laughs) Inside though, Andy, get this. OP says they also have seen a giant skeleton wearing golden armor holding a reptile skull. Uh, Which again, can we just say... Is really helping Antarctica's claim as the most metal fucking place on Earth. Yeah, I, I want that tattooed on my chest. That would be a badass tattoo. I mean, I didn't can, think
1: you could get more badass, but that would make you more badass. Yeah, you could. You could laser off the uh, bald eagle driving a Jeep Wrangler through a ring of fire and put this skeleton wearing golden armor holding a reptile skull.
0: That's fucking badass. That's
1: badass. All right, bunk funkies, time to rub our hands together for warmth and get to the skeptics' take on these many. Antarctica claims. Let's start with the idea that the general public isn't allowed to go to Antarctica. Whenever the general public isn't allowed somewhere, that's a hotbed for conspiracies. Area 51, the tunnels under the Denver
0: airport, the ball pits at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, what secrets are they hiding? Andy, you're not allowed in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese because you screamed cannonballs with your mouth full of pizza and then dove into the ball pit and crushed a child's spine. You're right, Art. Art. Its secrets will remain a mystery, probably aliens. Anywho, but with Antarctica,
1: travel restrictions are half true. There are very much restricted areas to Antarctica where you are not allowed to go. There's up to 72 areas at the time of this recording. Some as small as three one hundredths of a square kilometer, which is uh, 0.012 square miles. And some entire straits as big as 915.8 square kilometers, 353.6 square miles. These areas are restricted due to environmental hazards, ecological protection, or scientific research interest. Antarctica is a dangerous place where the weather can and has killed travelers. It's not very safe to travel alone, and solo travelers are required to phone in every single day. Okay, (laughs) mom. But you can go there. The general public can go to Antarctica via various travel packages and cruise excursions. There's roughly a 90 day period between mid November and February when it's best to go due to the weather being absolute shit the rest of the year. Like a lot of places, you (laughs) got to go during the summer. You got to go and you can just go. I mean, it's not exactly accommodating. There's no fucking holiday in Express Antarctica. It sucks there. It's cold as fuck. There's penguins everywhere shitting all over the ice. They do. You could take your own boat to Antarctica and camp there and trek around. But let's be honest, you're probably going to die. I mean, fuck, I would 100% die. 1,000% would die. Probably on the boat trip. I would survive (laughs) the fucking boat ride. (laughs) I mean, same for me. I would not. But the fact remains that the major world powers that make up the Antarctic Treaty System can restrict where you can and cannot go when you come to Antarctica, which is fine for skeptics and a catalyst for conspiracy theorists.
0: Now let's take an excursion ourselves over to Admiral Richard, Bird's, uh, Richard E. Byrd's infamous quote about the saucers flying all over the place in the poles. Skeptics point out that Bird was misquoted because it was, you know, the article was printed in Spanish and then translated to that above quote as flying objects which could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds, end quote. Here is a better translation of that real quote and real article, quote, Admiral Richard E. Byrd warned today that the United States should adopt measures of protection against the possibility of an invasion of the country by hostile planes coming from the polar regions. The Admiral explained that he was not trying to scare anyone, but the cruel reality is that in case of a new war, the United States could be attacked by planes flying over one or both poles. This statement was made as part of a recapulation of his polar experience in an extensive interview with international news services, talking about the recently completed expedition bird says that the most important result of his observations and discoveries is the potential effect that they have in relation to the security of the United States. The fantastic speeds with which the world is shrinking recalled the admiral is one of the most important lessons learned during his recent Antarctic exploration. I have to warn my compatriots that the time has ended when we were able to take refuge in our isolation and rely on the certainty that distances, the oceans, and the poles were a guarantee of safety, end quote. He meant the reality is that U.S. enemies could likely come from either pole, meaning we were no longer as safe as we feel. Okay, the enemy was not over there in Europe. Over there, over Over there, there, over there, over there, over there. there, there. there. From the halls of Montezuma Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we will fight our country's battles over land and air and sea. Ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma-ma. Anchors away, my boys. Anchors away. Anyway, Um. we are the Air Force. (laughs) Ah, We fly our planes. They go zip, zip. Ah, (laughs) Ah, yes, we know all the service branches' theme songs. All those fun show tunes.
1: Coast Guard, (laughs) here we are. Give us your drugs and get out of your boats. Coast Guard,
0: Coast Guard. Meet the Coast Guard. They're a regular dudes who swim in boats. Swim in They're boats. gonna find those drugs and stop you from riding on the left side of a wake. Dun
1: dun Space Force. <laughs> It counts. It's a branch. It is. Space Force. Uh, Petition for that to be the theme song for the Space Force. Uh, Please sign up on (laughs) change.xxx.
0: Anyway, he was saying the enemy could could have bases anywhere. You know, this was, you got to understand, he quoted this at the beginning of the New Cold War for Bird and Americans like, where they had to like, you know, fear enemy attacks from any angle. Pole to pole was a metaphor for the enemy could be anywhere
2: i give my enemies the cold shoulder
1: (sighs) i want to hate you so much but i just fucking respect you sir pretty Chili. you honestly might be a comedic genius i mean is that fair to say andy
0: i can't deny it either i gotta say i agree
2: if i was capable of feeling warmth I would be blushing.
0: Wow. Incredible! Jesus! unreal. I don't know. I think my attitude is changing on this guy. Yeah. I'm having a. I'm doing a 180 here. Well, we're going to take a little 180 here while we're talking about Admiral Byrd and pivot to talking about Operation High Jump. Antarctica theorists want to believe that Operation High Jump was a military operation designed to take out the Nazis held up in their secret little Nazi base. Under the ice caves, where they work with their aliens on secret flying saucer tech. And while that is very close to my fanfic, Captain Art America, the winter soldier, just, you know, with less sex and whatever. but anyway, the skeptics Does it, are, doesn't Captain Art America have graphic sex with Bucky? I mean, Bucky and Blonde, his trusty partner? I mean, yeah, they have a complicated relationship. And doesn't Captain Art America also fuck Red Skull? I mean, define fuck. And
2: doesn't he also fuck his own shield?
0: All right. You know what? It's a fucking rough draft. Okay, guys? Sheesh. I knew I shouldn't have left my fanfic lying on the bunker coffee table with a big sign that said, please don't read. Seriously, guys, don't read it. Seriously. Captain Art America. he's a really cool dude. And, you know, they give him a super serum that makes him cool and likable. And he doesn't get nervous when he gets invited to parties with people he doesn't know. Okay? So he's a cool guy, all right? A lot of people want to be around him. He looks good in sunglasses. And his jeans always fit. But then he fucked his shield. It's a metaphor. And I'm not going to fucking explain it to you, okay? Because clearly you don't get it. Clearly Sir Pretty Chili doesn't get it. I think I get it
2: pretty clearly. I think it's you and you're having sex with his shield. And honestly, you might need to take a cold shower.
1: God Damn it, he's so good.
2: To put out your boner.
1: Oh, my God. The icing on the cake. Oh, my God. He had me at cold shower, and then he just dropped that boner line on me. The,
2: the- icing. Oh, fuck. On the cake.
1: Oh, my God.
2: He sounds sat- so quick. How does he do it?
0: This is unbelievable. I'm fucking sweating. Anywho. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It may or may not be related. I mean, my lit my cheeks hurt from smiling at these jokes because they're fucking good, dude. I mean, the bunk fuckers. If you're not in the bunkers, are in stitches. Yeah, they're in stitches. You can hear them laughing. Anyhow, live. (laughs) Theorists say Operation High Jump was a military endeavor. That's what they think. Skeptics actually agree. That's right, Art. Uh Oh, well. Partially.
1: Operation High Jump was totally a military training and research mission. Their goal was indeed to try and train armed forces in the frigid winters to prepare for war with Russia. This was at the start of the New Cold War, and the U.S. was worried about the growing Soviet powers. They wanted to prepare themselves for an Arctic fight. I mean, while they were out there, they did a little recon of the area as well. But the Operation High Jump ships didn't leave the U.S. until late in the Antarctica traveling seasons, December 2nd, 1946. They arrived to the Ross Sea after encountering a troublesome 1,000 kilometer wide belt of pack ice. They unloaded supplies for Little America 4 on January 15th, 1947, and then left on February 23rd, 1947, because the winter got so bad and they wanted to avoid ice damage uh, to the couple of ships which didn't have ice strengthening. That was the mission. Pretty boring stuff. A short summer season, a late start to the mission, bad weather. Operation High Jump was never intended to be strict on dates. It was intended to function based on weather conditions. All activities in Antarctica function off the weather. Plus, skeptics point out that Operation High Jump was documented pretty thoroughly. There were 11 journalists accompanying the mission, some of whom went on to write books about the mission right after it, and even an article about it in National Geographic. While it was confidential, it was not secret. No one reported any Nazis or flying
0: saucers. While Operation High Jump was indeed military in nature, it wasn't the fantastical dogfight, as theorists would believe. However, it wasn't the only military operation in town. Enter one Operation Tabarin. Story time! Yay. You may have heard this one earlier, but we're going to retell it with a little bit of a twist. This is like Diet Coke with Lime. You know, before it was Diet Coke. Now we're presenting Diet Coke with Lime. They also had a lemon version. The lime? Diet with lime might be the superior version. It is the superior version. You think so? And there's no debate. There's no debate. No,
1: bungfunkers. if you disagree with that, I'm sorry, but ding dong, your opinion's wrong.
0: Oh, man. Andy hit you all with the ding dong. What are you going to (laughs) do? He rang your bell, Bung (laughs) They're steamed. I'm not ding dong ditching. I'm standing on your porch until you get over it. Yeah, you're dropping your own poop in that little baggie and setting it on fire and standing right there and saying, look what I did. I shit and I set it on fire. Now your porch is on fire. Now you're going to stamp it out yourself. Now your porch is on fire. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck you. So, as we mentioned, the Nazis made an expedition to Antarctica in 1938 on the Schwabenland to set up a base in the Queen Maudland area called New Schwabia. Deeper in Antarctica, they set up another more permanent base called New Uh, How would you pronounce that? Uh, Burtischgarden, Burtischgarden, Burtischgarden. I suppose after the Bavarian town overlooked by the uh, the Kelstein House, uh, the Eagle's Nest retreat. Andy's impressed. He gave me the wow. he gave me the Robert De Niro look. The Kelstein House, the Kelstein House. Jeez, Burtischgarden. Man, I only had to practice for a couple of days. Anyway, here they discover the vast network of underground tunnels, including a warm geothermal lake. Where they constructed a large underground city called New Berlin or Base 211. So I call it Base 311. (laughs) Anyway, the British discovered the base (laughs) and mounted an attack in 1943 called Operation Tabarin. But the damn Nazis were far more entrenched in Erdogan and well supplied, and the British outposts were besieged throughout the end of the war in 1945. After Germany surrendered in 1945, two German submarines, the the boats, not the sandwiches, the U-530 and the U-977 sailed into port to surrender uh, in Argentina. Two or three months later than they were supposed to, respectively. And the reason for the delay? (laughs) They weren't sailing the Atlantic as they claimed. They were coming from the base in Antarctica. (gasps) So the Brits got wind of this and sent the SAS, the Special Air Service, Britain's elite spec ops troops, to rescue the survivors of Operation Tavern and destroy the new British Garden base. Unfortunately, the Nazis held them off as well, and the mission was a failure. So it was up to the good old US of A to help out our friends across the pond. As usual. As usual. Operation High Jump was sent to destroy the Nazi icy fortress with 13 ships, 4,700 men, including a submarine and an aircraft carrier with 33 aircraft. They were sure to wipe out the Nazi scum. But alas, the Nazis again defeated the Allies, and their Antarctic fortress stood strong, and for the next 11 years, thrived unperturbed. But that was until 1958, when the United States enacted a covert operation, Operation Argus. And detonated three W-25 warheads. New birthday's garden was lit up like a damn Christmas tree. And we here in America call that a Chuck fucking Yeager Christmas. Dropping three fucking... Three... Dropping nukes on Antarctica. Dropping fucking WMDs on fucking... Pew, pew, pew. Chuck fucking Yeager says, Merry Christmas, motherfucker.
1: Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Those, those bombs, those warheads, they had a picture of Chuck fucking Yeager's
0: asshole on them. And it said, kiss this Nazi Shit. <laughs> and the Nazi stronghold was no mo. So
1: that story should sound pretty familiar, albeit with a few twists, as it was basically the main story of the secret Nazi base in Antarctica. However, theorists would say that the reasons the Nazis held off the Allies so much was because of their flying saucers and laser beams and other alien tech. Skeptics, on the other hand, say, well, there's actually some bona fide kernels of truth to that story. What? I mean, not the alien tech part, but the military operations did indeed take place. The crux is that the connection between these ops and fighting Nazis in a secret Arctic base is not so easily made. The German submarine U-530 did indeed surrender at a port in Argentina two months after the German surrender. When it did, a Hungarian writer who had exiled to Argentina during the war, Ladislas Schabo, wrote a sensational story about it and what he believed happened in the Argentinian newspaper La Critica. He claimed Hitler survived the war and escaped in an elaborate plan to the secret Nazi fortress in Antarctica. The story went viral for 1940s. Yeah, before before virality before yeah, mm-hmm. before YouTube. Mm-hmm. And adding fuel to its fire was the fact that one month later the German submarine U977 came into port in Argentina and surrendered. People were like, "Ooh, fuck! <laughs> Shabo was right, my dude." I mean, they probably didn't say it like that exactly, but it was the subtext. Yeah. That's what they meant. They believed him. They were like, oh, fuck, this dude wasn't lying. Yeah. The people really believed Shabo and uncovered a secret had uncovered a secret Nazi convoy coming and going to Antarctica, ferrying supplies. This is, of course, connected to the theory that Hitler never died. And you can get that whole enchilada on that in episode 26 of our show. Wow. That's right. Episode number.
0: That's yeah. now Shabo, of course, followed up with a full length book titled Hitler Est Vivant. Hitler is alive. You gotta capitalize on that griff, baby. Ooh, gotta make that book money. You that shut up. Thing is, Operation Argus, Operation High Jump, Operation Tabarin, all real. Colonel's the truth. Operation Argus was a secret mission, but has since been declassified and even published in the New York Times. Uh, they launched extreme high altitude bursts over the South Atlantic, south of Cape Town, and nowhere near Queen Maud Land in Antarctica. In fact, ice core data today proves that no nukes have ever exploded over Queen Maud land. The nearest of Operation Argus' three, was uh, their three nukes, was a full 2,400 kilometers or 1,500 miles north of the Antarctic shore. Now, we've covered the skeptics' take on Operation High Jumper already, but again, 11 journalists on board, no indication that there was any fighting. It was just a research and training mission. Now, what about those pesky German submarines? they make the trek to and from Antarctica, fearing supplies and Nazi forces? Well, here's what the icy blue gaze of the real Mr. Freeze, Brian Dunning, had to say. You look into those icy blues, you know he's going to give you a little bit of his truth. He's going to drop trout. and you're going to see his truth. He whittled his
1: truth into a shiv.
0: He's going to shank you with that icicle. Yeah. Quote. The abilities of U-530 and U-977 to have visited Queen Monland before surrendering in Argentina has also been called into question. First, neither had time, though it's certainly possible their logs had been forged. So we can set that aside. What we can't set aside is the impossibility of them reaching the coast, no matter how much time they had. Neither subtype had the capability of breaking through ice from below. Indeed, they were always at great risk of damage from ice. These were air-breathing subs. They needed to surface at least every two days to run their diesels, to recharge their batteries, and to collect air for the crew to breathe. Thick sea ice extended a minimum of 1,000 kilometers, 600 miles from Queen Maudland at that time of year, making a round trip to the coast a 2,000-kilometer journey. Traveling under ice on batteries, these subs could manage perhaps 9 kilometers per hour, Making it nine or a uh, nine or ten day trip. All this with no ability to navigate, charge batteries, allow the crew to breathe, or even get through the ice to surface once they had reached the shore. No. Neither U-530 nor U977 ever visited Queen Maudland. End quote.
2: When it comes to conspiracies, HBD is a sh- is a definite ice queen.
1: Ooh, <laughs> You know it, chilly. Ooh. He gets it. Damn. This guy's getting it, getting dude. Oh up, man. He's fucking lighting he's, him up. I mean, he's cold, but he's fucking lighting shit up. Yeah, dude. Uh, and finally, Britain's Operation Tabarin was also a real operation, but much like Operation High Jump, it wasn't some crazy military battle. Their mission was to establish three scientific research locations, one on the Antarctic Peninsula with 13 men and two on nearby islands with five and nine men, respectively. They were about 2,500 kilometers or 1,500 miles from Queen Maud Land and nowhere near any supposed Nazi strongholds. Speaking of that supposed Nazi stronghold, was New Berchtesgaden even real? Skeptics say no. The Schwabenland was indeed ordered by Hermann Göring as part of Germany's four-year economic development plan because Germany had a strong interest in whaling in the South Atlantic. Schwabenland was there only one month before the war broke out and it left. They launched a few planes and discovered a mountain range, and with the exception of three landings, each lasting only a few hours, no Nazi bases were ever established on Antarctica. And that, dear Bunkfunkers, is the whole penguin stuffed enchilada on Antarctica. There's really only one thing left to wrap up here. <laughs> uh, this is unprecedented, Bunkfunkers. <laughs> um, wow. Sir, pretty chilly listen art and i've been talking
0: we've had a lot of time to think we, this we can communicate non-verbally very well
1: yeah and with sign you know yeah eye, different, eye and different eyes
0: and sign movements
1: um we've been talking and it's clear that you're friggin' hilarious a truly gifted comedian and uh, well we'd like to make you a permanent member a permanent host of Mr.
2: Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Guys, first of all, thank you. Uh, What a privilege. What an honor. Oh, great. So we're all set then. But I can't accept. The people at The Tonight Show contacted me, and they think I'm so funny. They're offering me Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's job on the spot. They're listening? Yes, always. Anyway, thanks, guys for everything. Thank you, sir. Pretty chilly. You're really... cool. My work here is done.
3: (laughs) Oink! That motherfucker (laughs) stole our bit! Son of a bitch. Fucking asshole. What a fucking prick. This piece of shit. He's
0: cold as something you haven't microwaved yet. Came in here, fucking used us. He fucking dropped us in his fucking, you know,
1: slush of shit. Like we were some kind of like, I don't know, hard, cold water thing. I mean, what the fuck? Jimmy Fallon's job. That could be my job. I could be Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy fucking Fallon. Now we got fucking Sir Pretty Chili. The Late Show with Sir Pretty Chili. Tonight Show with Sir Pretty Chili. Fucking, he's so goddamn funny. So it's good. not fucking fair. Not fair.
0: Anyway, fuck this. Fucking asshole. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. Welcome back, Buggers. Bunk that was our research of Antarctica. It's a continent. It's on the South Pole. It's cold. It's cool. Um, Andy, I live in North America. I guess you could call
1: me incontinent. Also, I piss my pants a lot
0: because I can't control my
1: bladder. That's
0: true. Andy, this is a fun one. This is a fun topic. Isn't I mean it's like it's like a comic it's like a silly pulpy yeah story. This is like a comic book. There's secret Nazi bases hidden in Antarctica. Nazi bases Watch on our our boys and
1: you know. You know what I like about this one the best? What? This 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 uh the whole thing the best. Yeah. Is that there's just enough there. You know what I mean? <gasps>
2: It's I guess like so it's yeah. not
1: like people just completely made up the Nazis going to Antarctica, right they went there they went there. there's it's, fucking photos. It's not that people made up huge military operations on Antarctica. It, it happened. happened. It's just you know there are differing opinions about what the conclusions are those. <laughs> they really were. connect the dots yeah there's there's some missing information right um, but I think that it's a really fun topic, and um you know, I don't know i i uh you ever been to Antarctica?
0: No, I've never been to Antarctica. Have you You're kind of a been? cruise guy. Have you ever considered a cruise? I don't like cruises. Um, I keep getting invited to them. Oh, I've never been on a cruise. Uh, have you ever been to Antarctica?
1: No, but I do know somebody who's been to Antarctica. Do you really? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a picture of him in Antarctica. What kind of picture? So is one of these like tasteful nudes... <laughs> <laughs> take it on an ice shelf. Oh God! No, it's just like him in a boat with a bunch of other people. You know, it's like one of these expedition
0: type of deals. Where did he land in Antarctica? Um,
1: uh, I don't think so. I think this is mm. one of those like where you cruise out from like South America or whatever. I'm and not feeling that. They kind of like take you to the continent and you get to like, like trek there a little bit. Oh, he got group. to
0: step foot on Antarctica. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. If you don't get to step foot on it, not worth.
1: No, no, I wouldn't want to just do a, a I want to walk float
0: by. I want to I want to actually
1: land. But it's like one of those things where I don't think they have like ports and stuff, so you no. can't bring a big boat. You got to like No, get there's into literally a just boat.
0: fucking little little tiny research bases set up mm-hmm. all over the place. It's not a fucking it's nothing fun. There's nothing fun to do. Yeah. It's very dangerous too because there's giant there's like fucking crevasses. It's all it's cold as fuck. Yeah. It's so cold there. Yeah. So this whole like, you know, well, you're not allowed to go there. It's like, well, there's sometimes there's good reason. Cause uh... you know, what's funny though,
1: to me, what is that there's so like, there's so much fun lore about Antarctica. Oh yeah. And the South pole. Ah. And the only thing the North pole really gets is Santa Claus. and Polar bears. But I mean, they live there.
0: That's like Coca-Cola bears. <laughs> Coca-Cola bears. Yeah. But that's kind of Santa adjacent. If you ask me, North pole is like this fucking chill place. And everyone's like, hell oh, yeah, pole
2: did. yeah it's fucking good.
1: yeah why Why is the north pole not more controversial I don't know I think it has got discovered earlier yeah well people do live a lot closer to it that's true there are you know what I think in Canada there are some like
0: cities that are like oh yeah on the edge or inside the Arctic Circle? You're, yeah. Nome, I think Nome, Alaska is pretty close, if I'm not mistaken, bunk funkers uh, who live in Alaska. It used to be
1: called Barrow, Alaska, but now it has a more, uh, like a name, like a more indigenous name, an mm. Indian name for it. <clears throat> and I can't remember what it is. So I apologize to yeah. any of our bunk in Alaska that I don't remember this, but that's the, if I'm not mistaken, it's the northernmost settlement in the United States. Wow. And... Maybe the northernmost in North America, but I do know that there are some that are like uh, far up there in like uh, Nunavut and yeah, uh, in, in Canada.
0: It's a very, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, our, our Alaskan listeners know, uh, the South Pole functions much like this as well with these crazy, um, day night cycles where yeah. part of the year it's just light all day long, and then the other part of the year it's there's like just fucking eternal darkness or something like that. Where it's like it'll be light out at midnight and when i went to alaska that was the case and it's it's fucking weird yeah you're like doing laundry at like you know 8 9 at 8 9 o'clock at night bright perfectly light outside it's so wild yeah um it's very uh but you know you get accustomed to it i'm sure any of our alaskan listeners can let us know yeah i also want to know any of our alaskan listeners do you guys like snow do you like it let us know
1: If we have any Alaskan listeners, I got to know. I don't like that style. I got to know. You got a rap sheet? You criminal? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of criminals in Alaska. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's like a place, you know, you can like, you kind of start fresh. Like, really? Yeah. Alaska. Oh, That's what they did in the Simpsons movie, right? Yeah. Alaska has like a high percentage of ex-cons living in there. I know that sounded judgmental and I didn't mean it to sound that
0: way. No, Alaska's badass, dude. Alaska. You should is definitely, if you're I listening, really go take a trip there. Yeah. Um. Antarctica's cool too. I would go to Antarctica. I have no qualms going there. Do
1: you realize what a fucking deal we got for Alaska? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, we basically fucking. That and Louisiana, that yeah. whole thing, we Oh fucking,
1: my God. We fucking. Rob, them. we got to fucking get out of the fucking war business and get back into the land buying business because we fucking nailed it every
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Alaska. There's like it's there's like what ton of fucking oil in there and like gold, gold. That was it's the beautiful tourist location. Bears. <laughs> the circus industry benefited from that. La- timber, timber, natural gas. Oh, yeah. Fish delicious salmon probably the best salmon i've ever had in my life yeah Whew. fresh right out from the oceans from the or the streams the or wherever the fuck they live well on the land in the trees wherever one of the few
1: from. fish that lives in both the trees <laughs> in the trees the fish the salmon <laughs> they might we all well, know well, well, the famous they might tree as well salmon. be
0: raining from the fucking sky i will say this though a lot of uh alaska a lot of these towns in alaska these like old like they used to be like kind of gold rushy towns. There's a lot of like tourist attractions and there's like these fucking shops where like that's how they make their money. And you find the same goddamn t-shirts, mm-hmm. like t-shirts that your dad would wear mm-hmm. where it's like a fucking, it's like,
2: I went out fishing and I left my wife in the ocean. Ah! I wish I could use my wife as a piece of bait. And I'm a an little ah!
1: Like those kind of fucking shirts. I visited the, the Davidson, Alaska, whorehouse and all I got was gonorrhea from a
0: whore. Famously I i so I took a family and trip in this t-shirt. I took a family trip to Alaska at the oh prime God, age. God, why
1: is this the segue? Where's this story going? It's connected.
0: Oh my God. Uh, I took a family trip to Alaska uh at the prime puberty age of like what are like 12, oh, 13 I can't remember exactly. Oh, yeah. But I was like yeah, I went through puberty at
1: 17 and a half. <laughs>
0: Whatever age I was, like that age where I fucking hated being there. I didn't want to be there. I was so angsty. My my parents kept making me take pictures constantly. I hated that. Yeah, going May, through made changes. Him, made you
1: Take pictures of the two of them kissing.
0: <laughs> Christ, <laughs> um, they were fucking Christ. Yeah, were yeah, we were, Jesus Christ. we were on a trip with a Jesus Christ impersonator. I wore my, I wore, I wore a different Nirvana shirt every single day. Wow. I was so angsty. Black. Uh, and uh, uh, I had this fucking peach. Fi- anyway, enough about me. So I, I don't want to be there, even though in retrospect, this is probably the, one of the coolest vacations mm-hmm. we ever got to take. And I would definitely go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go to one of these like little tourist attraction dinner in a show. And this oh, show yeah. is like, it's like a, it's like a old timey gold
3: prospectors. There's gold in them, there heels. I know. Oh, you want, me
1: to, you want me to do an old-timey prospector? Fish is probably listening. He would love to hear that. Oh, <laughs> hey, well, how else would my mule get knock-kneed? You just got to say there's
0: gold in them there. Else. Oh, that's it? <laughs> there's gold in them there hills. All right, good enough. I tried my best. Anyway. You can <laughs> lead a horse to water, okay? Is that a thing for Fish? Yeah, <laughs> I had you do that sound effect for him. Oh, okay. Wait. There's gold in them Darhills. hills. All right. All right. We got it. How else would my mule get knock-kneed? Okay. Thank you. And then, uh, so we go, we do this dinner and a show, and there's like this woman who's playing like the town whore, basically, mm-hmm. and she'll go around and give people a kiss for money. Literally, like literally whoring. I mean, like literally, like that's... So you give her like a couple she's bucks. She's not playing the town whore. She just is a whore. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. She's just, she's... <laughs> You know, it's it's a very mild trying prostitution. to get by. Get to Get by. Yeah. You know, so it's funny you give a give a couple dollars. She'll give a kiss on the cheek. You get to take a photo. She's dressed what did like you an, what does she do if you give her five bucks? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to. So, of course, you know, me being very, I awkward, do, I I'm know. trying to get to the end of this very boring story. And so, of course, my dad gives puts money in the jar and makes her kiss me very embarrassingly and takes a photo of it. That's the whole story.
1: So you were joking right. about the horrors. all right. hey. If I pay you money, will you come kiss a miner?
0: She was basically like, "I don't think I'm allowed to do this." And they're like, "Ah, it's fine." And I'm, I was like twelve or thirteen. And I'm not talking.
1: I'm not talking guys who work in the mines either. We're talking underage hunks.
0: So Alaska's got a lot of fun stuff going on. <laughs> I bought a t-shirt with the Mona Lisa. It was a salmon dressed like the Mona Lisa on it. Wow! So for a brief period of time, I was really into. T-shirts with funny sayings. on them. You ever
1: see the, like, uh, salmon
0: are kind of ugly. They are ugly. They got a lot those... of people have said that we look like salmons.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Because we got real ugly faces, weird teeth. Yeah. And we're all pink on the inside. True. Yeah, we're uh, we're very salmon looking boys. So, uh, no, Antarctica's cool. I would go. Would you go to Antarctica, Andy? Would you ever take a little trek down there? You don't fucking like camping, so I don't think you'd like to stay there. Hey, I'd go to Antarctica though. Would you really? Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I thought your response would be like, I could be I could see snow outside my window. No, I I think
1: that uh Alaska seems like it's beautiful. No, not Alaska. Wait, what did you say? Antarctica? <laughs> Antarctica. Oh fuck, I got caught up on Alaska.
0: Alaska's great. So
1: did you get kissed by a prostitute <laughs> in Antarctica or Alaska? <laughs> I got kissed by one in Antarctica. It was a penguin. It was very I, cute. I did. I it have penguin, been. Prostitute. I have been been to Antarctica. I went to uh, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede in Antarctica. Um, Fuck you! It's you know the most southern thing you can do. <laughs> you can do. <laughs> uh, no. I uh, would I go to Antarctica? I'm from the real
0: fucking south. Antarctica. All right. All right. This is how we do things down here, huh? Hey, Neil Young, you want to talk about a southern man? I'm a real Southern man. You ain't bugged with nobody. You ain't from Antarctica. My name's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> My name's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> like a real Southerner. <laughs> We're just a couple of country boys. <laughs> like causing debauchery. I get real drunk and sometimes I punch Air King in the mouth and then he's going to quit the band and never give anybody his drugs. Go back to touring with the beach boys, you fucking little piss. I'm a real southerner. I just watched a documentary and learned Skinner. Oh, I was gonna say, wow. I can't keep up with this. Yeah, but you knew Eric King. Mm-hmm. Turned with the Beach Boys. Did he? Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. What yeah. did he do? Guitar player. Mm. When in the 70s? Uh well, no, it would have to be in the probably late sixties, early seventies. Wow. So. <laughs> Skinner formed, I think, in seventy three. Yeah. He didn't join to like seventy four. Well, the first album came out in seventy three. Sweet home, Antarctica. Where Where the the sky is is kind of blue, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sweet home, Alabama.
2: Oh, God, it's fucking
1: cold. (laughs) Yeah, I'd go to Antarctica, though. You would.
0: I mean... If for no other reason just to say that I would go. I wonder how long it takes to get out there. You should look that up. Because you're traveling from Argentina, so at least you get to go to Argentina, have a little fun time in Argentina. See, and
1: I think that would be part of the fun, too. Is you kind of get to go
0: to like You could go to, like,
1: Patagonia. Oh, yeah. You could, like, you know, get, you get to that, like, polar, like, tip of Antarctica.
0: Antarctica, fuck. You Argentina. are fucking poo. God
1: damn. What the fuck? What is with all these fucking locations with A names? Fuck. Can't yeah, Alaska, Antarctica, Argentina. I mean, oh my fucking God. Pick a
0: different letter, people. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to... Why can't we call it Bantartica? Yeah, Bantartica. Bantartica. <laughs> um, what's, what's your favorite theory out of these theories, Andy? You got a favorite theory out of these theories? Um,
1: You know, I think... Um, I mean, I got to be honest. The Antichrist in a liquid buried next to liquid Jesus is pretty freaking good pretty fucking good pretty good i mean creativity wise i like it i think though that there's just this is one of those things like as far as like storytelling goes like i would love to see a movie based on this because it would be a lot like alien versus predator but hopefully they would make it good yeah instead of that movie which was not good
0: one of the five you've seen yeah, that's
1: one of all the movies that i could have watched i want congo and alien versus predator.
0: predator so wow yeah um never seen the original alien or aliens too but nope. uh i haven't even seen the original predator all the way through jesus christ
1: um so i think uh that would make a good movie but i think that my favorite you know i mean there's just there's like nothing backing it right i mean there's no there's absolutely this, nothing
0: this is this is literally just fanfic about Antarctica. it's not even good that good of storytelling it's just kind of stupid yeah this whole like idea that like they're, I don't get that. Like, can, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we haven't really covered the Freemasons in depth yet, or some of this stuff. Wow, where talk about a hogged out episode. Oh, talking about the Freemasons. We talk about the Freemasons all the time. We've never done a whole episode on Freemasons. This idea that they're like putting out content to prepare us for something that they're going to cause. It's like, well, why? Oh, uh, it's so much like Project Bluebeam in yeah. that regard. Like, oh, they
1: can't. They don't want you to break your brains completely, so they have right. to like prepare you.
0: But at least Project Bluebeam's like, no, they're gonna come enslave all the Christians and fucking there's gonna be colored walkways. Yeah, this is one where there's no there's
1: no apparent reason for them to do that.
0: Just to us, get a, why are they, us They're trying us. to find the Antichrist to take over the world, I guess. Yeah. To have like unlimited power, I guess, but then they also want to prepare us for it. Yeah. But they're gonna like create an ice apocalypse Like they're not gonna do that. They want to live on this fucking planet. Yeah. Or unless they, I guess they want to leave to a different no, they planet.
1: Want go, they want to go live with the reptilians.
0: Access a super world. Um yeah
1: but it's fun but i i got to say my favorite is secret nazi base secret nazi base is just chef's kiss two nazi bases uh huge war
0: efforts from both britain and the usa it's it's beautiful uh like pulpy fucking goofy b movie you could you could definitely see like a mystery science theater 3000 doing a episode on some movie that covers this i feel like somebody oh. somebody
1: read about all these events and was like well that's fucking boring and then was like you know it would be way cooler
0: Well, I mean, the idea that the Nazis have this, this die, the die glocke, uh, this, this flying saucer tech, you know, that's, that's been a long running thing. And and maybe one day we'll do a Thule Society episode, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just fun. I mean, it's just funny. It's crazy. It's fucking stupid. It's awesome. They have this like, you know, just now they're fighting intergalactic wars. (laughs) <laughs> and they've been fighting them for centuries it goes on further i mean when i was doing some of the research for this it's like that stuff goes on so much further. there's like a light a light side and a dark side and there's like luck it's like luckily america has now transitioned to fighting against the dark fleet and the reptilians in the intergalactic war and there's like all these space politics happening we don't even realize it oh i know i almost hope i almost wish that was real yeah because that would make so much... That would be so much, like... Wouldn't that... Do you feel like that would be so much easier to swallow? It's like, actually, yeah, all that is real. The The Nazis exist. There's a dark fleet. We're fighting alien reptilian... We're fighting alien battles in space. And it's like, oh. So there isn't just, like, you know, some sort of... It's not like there's, like, you know... It's not like, you know, things are being built with, like, slave labor and, like, you know, all these other, like, fucking horrible things. Like, it's not like, you know, there's factory farm like. All the stuff that exists in the real world War that's like unfathomable to think about that we just do every single day. It's like, no, actually, yeah, it's just all based on the fact that there's uh, alien forces in space. And we're all fighting. It's like, oh, that's a lot easier to swallow.
1: Yeah, I think that it's I find it. I find it hard. Like, I understand that you know? if people found out that extraterrestrials are real. Yeah, that that would sort of shift the paradigm a little bit of human existence. I'm saying it would make like
0: the but, our existence easier to swallow.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I think that people don't give give that enough credit because, like you said, it it sort of alleviates us of a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we don't ever have to sit back and be like, oh, we did all these horrible things. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we built the pyramid because of people didn't have a choice; they had to do it. And it's like, ah, oh, they were taken care of, taken care of, quote unquote. You know, like yeah. by the pharaoh. Um, I mean, it's just like. It was aliens. Yeah. It's Like, oh, oh, yeah. all right. Oh, they were helping us, and we were helping them. What a mutually beneficial. Oh, this wasn't just a monument built to vanity, <laughs> just to press the boundaries of a king's power. Yeah, absolute power over its subjects. No, it was a cooperation with aliens.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, there's no government uh, spying programs going on. It's just it, this is aliens. Yeah, we just can't let you know about the. All right. Well, I guess life isn't so fucking bad.
1: <laughs> but you know what? You know what though? Yeah. No matter what scenario you pick, doesn't matter. The Nazis fucking suck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> fuck the reptilians and fuck the Nazis. That's right, that's right. Um if you're if you're a reptilian listening or if you're a Nazi <laughs> listening, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking
0: dark fleet motherfuckers. Light fleet's gonna take you out. Pew pew! <laughs> Do you think you'll, uh, Andy, you think in the future, do you think you'll join Space Force? Um, you think you'll have a shot as a fucking fighter pilot. Yeah, I think for so. A spaceship? I mean, yeah, I think I will be in the running to be a
1: spaceship, uh, for Space Force.
0: <laughs> You're going to be a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. They're going to,
1: they're going to, you know, stretch my skin out and tan it and it'll right. Be super strong. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Space Force draft. Uh, when that gets reinstituted. yeah, being going to
0: go high up on the draft, yeah, yeah, think be first, be first rounder first pick, or second rounder. First pick, I'm hoping to be in the top ten overall. Maybe fall to the middle, so you don't fall to an extremely shitty team. Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get for the, uh, you know, yeah, you don't want the Browns, Rigel the-
1: Seven, <laughs> Rigel Seven Commandos. <laughs> I want to be on the <laughs> I the
0: want New England the, Patriots. I want
1: to be the Antares One
0: uh, Rough Riders wow the cfl yeah um <laughs> canadian football team does have some the argonauts argonauts that's a fun one that's a very fun name um, um yeah i don't think either of us are making the fucking space force so that's no 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 i wouldn't be able to do any of that i don't have good enough reflexes to fly a plane Point. let
1: alone a super Sonic we would aircraft. definitely be
0: like fucking space fodder in some kind of ender's game scenario like they would just send us into crash into other ships i mean in every
1: m- conflict On Earth, I'm nothing. the The most that I rise to is liability. Like at best, I'm a liability for all sides. I'm not worth anything to an enemy. So if I'm captured, it means nothing. You know, they went to all this trouble for nothing. If I'm I'm not an asset to the side I'm on, to my own country. Um, at best, I'm a liability, and at worst, I'm detrimental to
3: the efforts of the side I'm on. Um. yeah i mean it's
0: um it's true i agree you are um i'm just trying to trying to move the discussion i'm trying to think of where to go next here what what uh, What was your favorite theory Nazis? no no yeah yeah that that, that secret base thing because it's very pulpy it's very fucking silly yeah um you know uh it's no wonder you were inspired to write captain art america Because it has a very Captain America feel to it. 100% true. I think HBD even mentions that. Yeah. Some about this sounding like a Captain America story. Um, Hung Brian Dunning. Hung Brian Dunning. Hogged out Brian Dunning.
3: Yeah, I don't know, Andy. I mean, uh, I, I don't know... The gaping
0: holes, you know, it's this entrance to the hollow earth. You know, I don't know anything about the hollow earth. I think the hollow earth would be fun. I think that's what I said on the hollow earth episode was that it would be a fun topic to be real. The earth was actually hollow. I don't know how much it would, I guess it would change our lives a lot. Like you would be like, actually the earth is hollow and there's beings who live in there. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then we'd have to like, you know, we'd obviously be like, we'd be like, we got
1: to get that land. Yeah. We got to take their land away. <laughs> we got we got to get that land and we got to kill those people. <laughs> what natural resources they got down there. Or at least force them to live somewhere that we choose. It's uh, the American way. Um, um, But it would be cool, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the holes are kind of a weird thing. The holes of themselves. I mean, to Kellen's original question, the huge gaping holes in the ice. But they're, the, sounds, they're the catalyst, I guess,
0: for a more interesting topic.
1: Yeah. It sort of sounds like it's just kind of a natural phenomenon, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, I think with uh, like with places like Antarctica, we learn a lot still. I mean, there's a reason there's ongoing scientific efforts there. Is oh, because, they're digging holes
0: all the time in there.
1: Yeah. We just
0: are learning stuff that we never... Antarctica I mean, at one point in time was not covered in ice. I mean, we're it talking moved about... down there. We're talking about Richard Byrd going there in the 1940s. Can you imagine? Like, that's...
1: That's not that long ago, we're talking eighty years ago, right, less than eighty years ago, even as this recording,
0: you, you
1: know, I guess so, but it's like think of think that it was like barely explored by then, you know what I mean, mhm, like that we didn't have
0: no one had tradition. ever really set foot there, yeah, nobody Isn't that really, crazy think yeah. about um and it, it's 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 and our is weird, too, because it's like there's this whole landmass under all the ice and snow. Yeah. And we don't really know a lot about it. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on there. We don't really know what it looks like. And I mean, if you do go look on Google Earth, there's some weird stuff. Yeah. That rectangle thing looks weird.
1: Yeah. The
0: uh, uh, the little the the coordinates that we tried to give. Those things do look like fucking bunker entrances. They're yeah. very strange. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. there. I think that's part of it, too, though, is that, you know, because it's so unexplored for the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very harsh conditions and, uh, and stuff like, I, you know, I think it just breeds speculation for sure, because hotbed. Yeah, it's easy to like fly satellite over something or like drones now and get pictures of, of stuff. And, you know, it's like you can get a picture of things that people don't actually go to you know it's
0: got everything you need it's got weird stuff all over the surface it's got uh you know restricted areas Big t- what do you mean i'm not allowed to fucking go there what's in there i want to know it's okay. like i don't know fucking giant hole dude you're fall yeah what are you going to do you're going to fall
1: you're going to ruin the environment it's like uh excuse me i'm already ruining the environment constantly
0: let me in here I'm gonna chuck a penguin down in there and see what happens. <laughs> That's real science.
1: You gonna know, y'all get any penguins I can eat? I
0: going to make a penguin omelet. Penguin penguin omelet. I imagine they taste probably pretty gross. Probably pretty greasy. Yeah, fatty, Real fatty. Uh, you know, like a duck confit. That's good. They're like, if it's penguin confit right under there that's good doesn't confit mean to braise in its own fat mm-hmm. isn't that the technique mm-hmm. not the actual slice of you know confit is i forget the term for the actual slice of like fat fatty right Moose, the fat moose. yeah
1: they call it the, the technique is confit when you when you like
0: submerge something in its own fat and right. cook it in its own fat, Carnitas is famously confit. Traditionally, in some recipes, yeah. Um, but like those those duck confit sausages that we see. Me and you. Yeah, at the sausage place. Remember, that used to be hot dogs, but then they moved it. Hot G dog. Hot G dog. Yeah and they had the duck dog that had also the duck confit on top of it or mm-hmm. something.
1: Yeah.
0: What was the actual name? they call did they call those little slices of fat the duck confit? Yeah,
1: they call they call the the meat from like if you if you cook duck,
0: if you cook it confit. Mm-hmm. They just call People it duck People call confit. it duck confit. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. I don't know why we had to have such a big fucking argument about it.
1: Uh. yeah, I don't know. But fuck you. I mean, yeah. don't come in here and ask me about terminology. <laughs> And then tell a story to help me understand what you're asking. Fuck you.
0: Either know a word or don't. <laughs> All right, bugbuckers. Bunk things are getting icy around here. I think we should maybe get to verdicts. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let's get to verdicts. All right. I, I I guess I don't 100% know what we're verticizing. We got a lot of different things to choose
1: from. Yeah, we got a lot of things to talk about in the verdict. So um, let's see. Antarctica's cold, but I'm coming in hot. Woo. Um, You know what? I'm just going to... I'm going to freaking go for it because I'm feeling hot. Antarctica's got me hot. I'm horny. I'm ready for a verdict. And I'm going to just jizz this thing out. Case closed on fucking everything. Wow. Antarctica is a weird Iceland place at the bottom of the earth's butt. And (laughs) the thing about it is that we don't fucking know a lot about it. And so there's all this speculation And restricted areas are because they're doing research and stuff. And everybody knows you can't just have some dickhead fucking running through the scientific testing area when they're trying to do something. So come on, let's cut them some slack. These are scientists that live in fucking awful conditions with toilets that probably are frozen most of the time. It's probably a real pain to go to the bathroom there. And they're there for long periods of time. Give them a break go to antarctica see it for yourself and until then fucking shut up about <laughs> it <laughs> holy shit oh okay. my god right, i got carried away <laughs> jeez i got Christ. carried away i may have said some things i regret uh no i just i don't know i don't you know i loved all of the antarctica theories right yeah antarctica theories great keep them coming let's <laughs> let's hear some more uh but I just, there's not, there's not enough to like say, yeah, oh yeah, there was a Nazi base there. I just don't, you know, I don't buy it. I don't buy that there's <laughs> secret temples, legend of the hidden Antichrist. The Antarctic Christ is, you know, frozen there in its liquid form. The, the Antarctic Christ slushy in the Temple of Coom <laughs> Antarctica bones in the Temple of Kumb. Uh um. With the Antarctic Christ and, you know. Frosty Jesus, Frosty Jesus, <laughs> Liquid Jesus,
0: Liquid Jesus, supposed to own solid Jesus, Liquid
1: Jesus, Big Boss Jesus. Um, so I'm going. I'm just going to fucking go case closed.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you. I I I'm going case closed on Antarctica as well. Uh, I case a closed. Lot of you points, heard it here first, Bunkfunkers. Antarctica exists, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it as aggressively as you um you know i think antarctica is really fun would definitely go there if you bunk oh, bunkers yeah. have ever been there let us know how was your trip oh yeah <laughs> billy if you have photos of yourself
1: on antarctica please send them to us we'd love to see we're seeing the photos of you and other different uh trips you gotta have one in Antarctica. gotta have one in Antarctica. but no i mean seriously bunk bunkers,
0: if you've ever been to antarctica i'd love to hear about your experience yeah well, I mean, hey, those were our verdicts, fuckers. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. I
1: mean, for me, it's got to be Christ,
0: Right? Use the hashtag Art to Christ and let us know what you think. Email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, at MrBunkerPod. Uh, look us up on YouTube, Mister uh, MrBunkerPod on YouTube. And if you feel so inclined you want to support the show and you have the means to do so, find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. For just five bucks a month, you get two extra episodes of our bonus program, Andy and Art Debunked. Uh, You get a monthly newsletter. Join the Bunker Discord. You get behind the scenes little sneak peeks before the uh, episodes air. You get, uh, if you're a $10 patron, you get a free poster. And let me tell you, those posters are fucking badass. They look great. People love those posters
1: uh we've been seeing some of the merch Comes that's through. right people have sent us some pictures the stuff looks good i think
0: if you want your own bunker merch that's right we have merch mr bunkers conspiracy forward slash merch get yourself some t-shirts and hoodies get yourself a bag get yourself a mug sticker poster whatever you want dude i don't care i can go nuts i can buy fill that card up boy warm it's comfy everybody's loving it it's a good time uh bunker merch and uh, i think that's it i think that's all the shilling we got
1: yeah we've we've uh, shielded things down here considerably bunk funkers but uh, thank you for being here thank you for listening to us thank you for supporting this program mm-hmm. and thank you as always for your great suggestions mm-hmm. and all of your delightful interactions that we get with
0: you it's wonderful well for not the titular mr bunker before my azure Fitting. Wow. Yeah. My Azure co host, Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Drifting,
1: dreaming, in an Azure mood. <laughs>